If you enjoy this audio service, please support it with a financial contribution. Just click Support This Program to contribute, and thanks. Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. Today on our series, I've always wondered the price of gas. What is it with nine-tenths of a cent anyway, right? Pentagon budgets as well, and beer, really expensive beer. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. Glad you're here, everybody. This is the Marketplace Podcast for the 24th of February. It's a Monday, and the number of the day today is 520,000. That's denominated not in dollars or gallons or percentages, but in people. It is, give or take, the size of the United States Army right now. And according to Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel, that is too many people. The White House is going to send its budget to Congress next week. Today, Hagel unveiled his bit of it, Army, Navy, and all the rest. Marketplace's Nancy Marshall-Genzer gets us going with the Pentagon's personnel problem. Secretary Hagel says we don't need a huge army now that we're not fighting two wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. He wants to cut the army by 13 percent to as few as 440,000 soldiers, enough to fight just one war at a time. Todd Harrison is a military analyst at the Center for Strategic and Budgetary Assessments. He says the Pentagon wants to turn away from the Mideast. It's a pivot to the Pacific, um, but that means a greater emphasis on air and sea power and a, a downsizing of our ground forces. The Obama administration wants a more nimble military that relies more on technology. Lawrence Korb is a former assistant defense secretary. He says that would mean fewer infantry jobs, but more drone pilots. The Air Force has got more drones now than it has regular combat uh, uh, aircraft. Even the Navy's starting to put drones on their aircraft carriers. So fewer troops with less generous benefits. The Pentagon wants to lower housing allowances and subsidies for grocery stores on bases. Gordon Adams teaches international relations at American University. He says that won't go over well with service members and their representatives. So you've got individual members of Congress who are being hammered by constituents, and members of Congress are understandably sensitive. Asked about the politics today, Secretary Hagel said Congress had to be sensitive to the fact that we're facing a new reality of relative peace, but not enough prosperity for the huge armies of the past. In Washington, I'm Nancy Marshall-Genzer for Marketplace. White House Press Secretary Jay Carney said today the United States is prepared to send aid to Ukraine to help it get back on its feet economically. The IMF and others are going to have to chip in as well, Carney added. But in the meanwhile, there are real questions about what happens next on the ground. From the European desk in London, Marketplace's Stephen Beard has that story. Peace has returned to the Ukrainian capital, but the country is still in the grip of a deep economic emergency. Nick Redman of the International Institute of Strategic Studies. The budget coffers are nearly bare. The gas bills are rising quite dramatically. Foreign exchange reserves are quite low. Uh, The currency is under pressure. The current course is untenable. Ukraine needs help. Russia promised the Yanukovych government assistance in the shape of a $15 billion loan and cheap energy. But it's denounced the revolution as a coup. And after ponying up $3 billion of the package, it now says it wants to know more about the new government's economic plans before handing over more. David Dalton is with the Economist Intelligence Unit. That doesn't look very promising for that they're going to carry on handing over the money. You think it is possible that the Russians will cut off the cash and scrap the energy deal? Very possible indeed. 
The US said today it's ready to give financial support. The European Union and the International Monetary Fund have stepped up too. There's talk of a $20 billion bailout, but with strings attached. The main thing is that Ukraine needs to reform, and that's what it hasn't been doing for the last 20-odd years. Ian Bond of the Centre for European Reform says Ukraine may have to scrap fuel subsidies, tighten controls over public spending, and shake up its system of governance. These are all, I think, rather familiar things from, uh, from the Eurozone as well. Ukraine could soon be getting a foretaste of the tough medicine the EU and the IMF prescribe when helping countries stave off default. With that in mind, the White House said today, our help will make Ukraine's reforms easier. In London, I'm Stephen Beard for Marketplace. Back home at the corner of Wall Street and Broad, strong starts, slightly less strong finish. We'll have the details when we do the numbers.